0: Hey, well, as many of you will know, over the last six weeks uh, or more, we've actually been on this uh, series of Engage, an opportunity to re-engage with the Holy Spirit. And we felt that many Christians know God. They know a little bit about Him and who He is. He's the big one, right? He's the Father, the guy in the sky, the one who holds it all, knows it all, The Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. You know, we have a lot of names for God. I think a lot of us are familiar with the concept of God. Maybe we have a few words to describe him, and we could even begin to relate to him, and we have a relationship with him. And then we thought, well, a lot of people know who Jesus is. Many of us could say about our personal relationship with him, about who he is, the Son of God, that he came and lived a perfect, a sinless life on earth and then was killed by the religious leaders in the society of the day. But really in God's plan, he died so that we could have relationship with God, that there wouldn't be separation between us. And then when he rose again three days later, and when we trust in him, we have direct access to God. We could use words like, God. Jesus is our savior, he is our friend. He is the Son of God, Emmanuel, Christ. I think many of us know who God is, and many of us know who Jesus is. And then Jesus left this earth, and he said as he went in John sixteen seven. But very truly I tell you, it is good for me that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. He promised to send us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would come and live with us, live amongst us, live in us. And yet the Holy Spirit has been in the world since creation. We read right back in Genesis about how the Spirit, the presence of God, hovered over the formless waters of the planet that God was creating. And throughout Scripture, we see moments of the Holy Spirit working in and through prophets, of inspiring artists and even through Joseph to interpret and understand dreams. And then we know of some of the incredible moments and encounters with the Holy Spirit that happened later in the Bible after Jesus, like at Pentecost and of miraculous healings of people. But I wonder if for some of us, Holy Spirit gets a little bit left to the side as the odd one, the strange part of the Trinity. We could describe who God is, and perhaps we could describe who Jesus is, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it gets a little bit more tricky. And so we've been on the series of Engage, and we wanted as a church a time and a place, a series to reintroduce many to the person and power of the Holy Spirit. And over the last few weeks, Carl has spoken into this series encouraging us to live a life by the Spirit. So this week, I want to pick up on a few aspects of the Holy Spirit, of who He is in our lives, characteristics or attributes of the Holy Spirit. And in the same way there are many attributes and characteristics and names of God, there is also for the Holy Spirit. But for the point of today, I want to focus on three attributes of Holy Spirit, that He fills us, He empowers us, and he guides us into all truth. These three attributes are so important as followers of Jesus and believers in God in a world that is trying to call out and shut down, distract and draw attention away from the message of hope that we have in him. I love it. The other week, Carl put it this way. Every issue in our world is a sin problem. And the answer to it is hope. Hope is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. So whatever is going on and wrong and difficult in this world is a sin problem. And yes, there are many strategies, resources, conversations to have and be had around the issues affecting us as people. But as people who know and follow Jesus, he is the answer. Jesus, hope. He is the answer to those of our friends who are struggling, to our kids who are navigating a society so different from the one that we grew up in. He is the answer to the older person that we visit at home or in hospital who is unsure about what is next after life. For those struggling with mental ill health, he is the answer. Those who are overwhelmed by what is going on around them or inside of them, hope in Jesus is our answer. Now hear me, processes, medication, resources and conversations, counselling are all great things and with the right guidance and advice are so helpful. But I wonder if we're leaving the person and power of the Holy Spirit to the side. Because really, what is going to happen? How will it really work? What would it look like? What if I look silly, sound wrong, or maybe even too spiritual? Recently, Sarah and I had the honor and privilege of praying with some people, as we often do, and leading up to this moment where we were catching up with them, we both had felt promptings to pray into, the, into a particular situation. But also, we'd felt the prompting to not just pray safe prayers, to not add in, you know, those disclaimers that you kind of add at the, at the end of a prayer, but to earnestly pray and seek God and call His blessing into the situation. And if I'm honest, I'll tell you it was slightly uncomfortable. Because if nothing was to happen... We might look a little foolish, that we've dreamed a little big. That we hadn't really given God like an out, an excuse to kind of not do what what we were asking him to do. And yet individually leading up to that moment, we'd been felt both called to pray in this way. And it wasn't until later on, as we were sharing with each other about praying for them, this was after we'd prayed for them that we discovered that Holy Spirit had been speaking to both of us at the same time in different locations, in different places, to pray into the situation and to pray in a certain way. Now, this is the part of the story where I tell you that we saw the miraculous happen, that we saw the transforming power of God in the place, but the truth is we haven't actually seen it yet but we still keep praying. We still keep believing. We will keep holding up this situation to the power of the Holy Spirit to do the good work. And I am convinced that we will one day hear an answer to this cry. As we believe that the Holy Spirit will fill us, empower us, and lead us to the truth. Because an attribute of the Holy Spirit is that he will Fill us. Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 20 says this. Be very careful. Now, be very careful how you live. Let me make sure I'm reading in the right place here. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice what it says here. Live not as unwise, but as wise, and make the most of everything. Every opportunity. So what is it telling us about being wise and being unwise? The next line goes on to say, Do not be foolish, but instead understand what the Lord's will is. Be filled with the Spirit. To be wise is to be filled with the Spirit. Do not be unwise, it says. Do not be foolish. Do not look For false confidence, which leads to excessive indulgence, but instead be filled with the Spirit. And then I love that it tells us what this can mean, what it can look like for us. Speaking to one another in Psalms, speak Scripture over others, read the sacred and time tested words of Psalms over people, because we know the Lord's will through Scripture through revelation by His Holy Spirit. And this verse has just said, understand the Lord's will and be filled with the Spirit. Psalms come in a variety of different forms, come in so many different uh, types and varieties. And the songs there are songs and hymns crafted and written by people to express love and worship and sometimes anguish. Songs that come from the Spirit. And I don't know about you, but With me and my friends, if they ever make some comments towards me every couple of sentences, I feel like I just sing a song back to them because I know some lyrics to a song. And I wonder if there are situations that we come across that if we spent time in our Word, time in Scripture, time in the Psalms, that when people say things, when people are up against things, that we can speak Psalms, we can speak hymns, we can speak the truth of God's Word over them because it naturally just flows out of us because we're familiar with the lyrics and the psalms. Play them over people. Encourage everyone who needs it. Ones that resonate with what God is saying to his people. So in all kinds of psalms, speak them over people, sing them over people, pass them on, maybe drop them into conversation or send someone a text Bring them into your business or corporate values. And in all of this, give thanks. Give thanks to God the Father in the name of Jesus. And right there we see the power of God three in one. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank God for everything. And in the name of Jesus Christ. Now we are filled with the Holy Spirit. What does Holy Spirit do in our lives? Well, one thing he does is he brings us is empowerment. Holy Spirit empowers us. Acts eight says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then jumping back to Ephesians 5, it says earlier on, For once you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by light becomes visible. Everything that is illuminated becomes a light. And we've talked about over the last few weeks the illuminating power of the Holy Spirit. And we read again here about light exposing the darkness, bringing what is invisible made visible, about things in darkness being illuminated and becoming light. My study notes in my Bible put it this way, light by nature exposes what is in darkness and the contrast shows sin for what it really is. Light by nature exposes what is in the darkness and the contrast shows sin for what it really is. So when it says have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them, it's not saying... To call people out, to tell them of their sin or shame people for their actions. No, that is not the grace of God. Simply live by the Spirit and the contrast of your life, the contrast of your attitude, the contrast of the hope that you carry will illuminate for others what is really going on. Have grace. Because we have received grace. But do not hide away your light. Allow it to shine so that the contrast will illuminate what is around us. See, Holy Spirit empowers us to not shy away, but to be a witness. To be the light, to illuminate the darkness. Not that we, our physical beings, become glow sticks, but that God the Father who gave Jesus as our salvation and sent Holy Spirit to live in us, would shine out of us, shine through us. Not that I, Jeremiah, or you are made to look good or sound great or get the things that we desire, to build something large or get a promotion or to be successful, to have all of my prayer answers. No, none of that, but to show people Jesus, hope of salvation to show people hope, to illuminate by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to live with contrast. Living with contrast is not always easy. Sometimes it doesn't always make sense, but that's the point. I wonder if there are many of us who are happy to just kind of talk about it, to discuss it, to, to do something, but Does it really make a difference? Many are happy to just go about our normal everyday lives. Sleep, wake up, work, shopping, groceries, kids, study, and then sleep again. I wonder if that translates also to our spiritual lives. Pray sometimes, maybe read a verse of the day, attend church once a week. I might even serve and give. And they're all great moments, but they've just really become what's expected, part of my routine, normal for our daily lives. But are we ready to live with the empowerment of Holy Spirit, to get tired of just the words, of just turning up, of just serving, of just attending, of just allowing the automatic payment to give, of just going to work, of just praying with my kids when we go to bed, and even then it's only if we're all in the right mood? Do we need to get unsatisfied with the status quo, unsatisfied with the comfort of life, of just cruising through and lift up our eyes to the mountains? Your help, your fulfilling, your empowerment comes from the Lord to live with contrast so that those around us will be illuminated. We need the power of God. We need the power of Holy Spirit. How often do maybe some of us look at the Bible, look at the characters that, we've, that we know so well or that we've read of, and we just feel unqualified feel unholy, feel like we've not done enough, not followed through. We've read stories of these Old Testament characters of great and mighty men and women of faith who by the power of the Holy Spirit stood up to kings and kingdoms, who challenged other religious figures and, the Holy, and saw the Holy Spirit and God answer in a big way. And yet you go, who am I? My problems aren't of that magnitude. And we see in the New Testament many normal people with real human problems needing healing. People who were hating on them, seeking a closeness with Jesus. And do you know what these people did when they realized that life was not all that they thought it was or all that they thought it could be? When they decided to get unsatisfied by life. They went out of their way to encounter Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood pushed through the crowd simply to touch Jesus' cloak. Zacchaeus climbed a tree so he could simply see Jesus. The centurion finds Jesus and simply asks him a question to save his servant. They went out of their ways to find Jesus, to get empowered to be in proximity and closeness to the power of God. But we don't have Jesus, the physical Jesus, with us here anymore. He's gone back to be with the Father. But Jesus sent us his advocate. He sent us Holy Spirit. So when we get unsatisfied, when we are ready to find the person of Jesus, when we are desperate for an encounter with God, we turn to Holy Spirit who is there always with us, who lives with us, filling our lives and leading us to truth. And by his empowerment, we live with confidence and with contrast. We'll pray bold prayers. We'll have big and small conversations. Maybe we would even invite someone to church. Maybe you would encourage someone with a message, a text of hope. Perhaps you'll inspire someone to explore their God-given creativity. Maybe you'll walk with someone and believe that the Holy Spirit, the great comforter, will be with them. Believe for miracles and see them happen. Perhaps you will raise your expectation of Holy Spirit to move. Then, even when you are not present, believing that Holy Spirit is not limited by space or people, but could bring to mind past thoughts of Jesus, inspire questions of faith and cause dreams and visions to draw people to the person of hope. And we know that he will draw them to Jesus as Jesus is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the Holy Spirit guides us to all truth. Would the band come and join me again? As Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, to live with the contrast of the light that we carry. To not hide away or keep it to ourselves, but to boldly walk in the light. To walk as the light with the Holy Spirit illuminating those around us. He fills us, he empowers us, and he guides us into all truth. John 16, 13 says this, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide us into all truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. So many things today in this world are being called truth. You have your truth. I've got mine. You do you. I've just got some alternative facts. And no matter what you read, there is another post another article, another direction, using all the same information base will lead you to a completely opposite solution. And so often we wanna have our say, we wanna have an opinion, and if you're like me, I have a lot of opinions about a lot of things. But the issues of this world are one that we live in, but not of. It's not that we don't engage, It's not that we don't listen to issues with people, but what is our message? If you could have one message, one line, one name that you are known for, that you personally are known for, or your family is known for, or our church is known for, I would want it somehow, some way to point people to hope in Jesus. My message, if I can have an opinion and truth, if I can have my voice part of a conversation, the message that I want out there is the truth of the gospel because I know that it's true. I've read it. I've examined it. I've experienced it. People who who I know and I trust have, have said so and have taught me so. Holy Spirit reveals personal revelation to me and in Scripture, Things that are brought to mind reveal the Son and the Father to me. This gospel, this good news, I know it to be true. And so I will speak of it. And Holy Spirit will guide us to the truth. And that truth is Jesus. Holy Spirit will always point us back in the direction of Jesus. We can go with all of our worries, all of our fears, all of our problems. And time and time and time again, as he gives us revelation, I can almost guarantee that he points you straight back to the person of Jesus, to the foot of the cross. Like I said earlier, there are so many processes, resources, counselors, medication that can help on the journey but as the person of the Holy Spirit, the person of hope that we take everything back to. Would you stand with me if you're able? You know, over the next few moments, I just want us to pause and consider these attributes of the Holy Spirit that He fills us. He empowers us and he guides us to all truth, to Jesus. And so as we sing this next song, I want to create space, whether it's at the front or where you are. If this thing of truth, guiding you to all truth, kind of resonates in your heart or in your mind, and you're kind of going, oh, that sounds like, something I'm kind of working through or that's got my attention there's a lot of information a lot of things going on in the world and you're not quite sure what to believe at the moment not quite sure where you fit and you go I just need some truth some foundational maybe you've known it before but you're going God I just need it again that reminder of what you did for me on the cross come, ask, seek, and expect Him to answer. Holy Spirit fills us, and maybe you've never been filled with the Spirit, and you want a touch of heaven. Just ask God, Holy Spirit, would you come? Maybe Holy Spirit, the whole empower thing, Life has just kind of been happening all around you. And you know that there is more to life in Christ than what you are currently living. I pray a renewed sense of courage, of boldness, of Holy Spirit's leading, that you can step out in confidence with the illuminating power of the Holy Spirit. And so I leave you with this challenge. As we sing this song, just to invite Holy Spirit into your situation. But in the same way the woman and the tax collector and the soldier had to push through, they climbed, they ran and they asked. Surely our response could be also to move. Maybe it is to move to the front where there's space, to move to an aisle, to just move from your seat as a sign of going, God, I'm unsatisfied where I am. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I need the closeness and proximity to the power of God. As the woman, as the soldier, as the tax collector, as they ran to Jesus going, if I can just be in proximity, if I can only reach out and touch, if I can only look out and see, if I can only ask Him a question, The hope will come. If any of that speaks to you, I encourage you, move from your seat. Maybe it is just a couple of seats along. Maybe it is to the aisle. I I don't know. Get desperate for the power of the Holy Spirit.